What is going on guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, virtually, lifelong friend basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howe. We're coming at you with the Press Breaker Podcast, guys. This is episode four. We're a month in. Hope you guys have been enjoying the show. It is currently record heat in western Kentucky where we record this. And once again, for the second week, Quinn Eden cannot be with us. Um, you know, things just couldn't line up. Whatever. Maybe we'll get him back in soon. Anyway, Gert, how have you been today, bro? I've been great. I've been really excited to get this show going here as we have got the Press Breaker Mock Draft Show. I put this together for us, and I was thinking, you know, I'll, I'll get it going, and I'll have you do a little blind react to it, and we'll we'll share thoughts, exchange words, and it'll be a really good show here. And I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, so I'm sure you guys aren't aware, but I don't keep up with college basketball whatsoever. I can't speak on behalf of Garrett here, but I'm pretty sure he keeps up with it a little more than I do. So a lot of these guys, I'm just looking at stats alone. Uh, You know, there might be something that if you watch them, you know, might be able to stand out. But I haven't watched these guys. So please take everything I say about these draft picks with a grain of salt. You know, I'm looking purely off stats. Uh, So anyway, guys, we're just going to highlight the first, what do we got here, 45 picks? Yeah, we've got the top. We got first 30. Well, but we have 45 prospects. Oh, yeah, we have 45 prospects, so that way you've got plenty of options if you feel that a team needs something different. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm seeing... I'm seeing here, obviously, you know, uh, on a doc sheet, Garrett made me a nice little doc sheet with the prospects and, you know, who he thinks is going where. But do we even need to speak about number one? We don't. Obviously, it was announced at lunch. Detroit has decided they're taking Cade Cunningham. Why wouldn't they? They're in a spot where they're young. They're rebuilding, obviously. And why would they not take the best player available? And he is the best player available. It's really not a question for me. I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, a six-eight guard who can rebound and defend and score at will, I don't think there's much else to talk about with him. And his work, his work inside of the three-point line is something that I don't think a lot of people appreciate either. Um, just the way he can create his own shot is unparalleled to stuff we've seen in recent history. You know, really, the only other person I can think of who truly could get any shot he wanted at any spot was Brandon Ingram. Um, everybody thought he was going to be the next KD, and hey, he's kind of living up to it right now. You know, shout out to Brandon Ingram. He's really pulled it together these last two or three seasons, but... Yeah, man, Cade Cunningham is going to be an absolute stud. I cannot wait to watch him in the league. I cannot wait to watch him in Detroit, honestly. I think Detroit is a very good fit for him. I agree. They've got, you know, Saku Dumbie. Uh, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his last name, but he's a solid power Sekou forward. Saku Dumbie, I think. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, nice. that's not who uh, you're – I, I don't think that's who you're thinking of. I think I'm thinking of Sadiq Bey. No, I was getting to him. I've got oh. both of them in my head. Hmm. I think Saku is okay. a solid piece. He's a defender, rebounder, can do a little dirty work for him. Obviously, Sadiq came out better than really anybody expected him to. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, that's for sure. a sharpshooter. I mean, he was great last year. And uh, I think Killian Hayes, I think he can still be solid. I think giving, giving him somebody like Kay Cunningham, Cunningham can help him like uh, really expand his game more and work on, on him without having to be the front man of the off- offense as uh, the point guard. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps him as well. I see a lot of Jordan Clarkson and Killian Hayes and the fact that I think, you know, if he's necessarily given the keys to run the show, I don't think he's going to do well. But it's in those situations where you don't expect him to run the show where he'll really just shine through, just like Jordan Clarkson has done with the Utah Jazz. Yep, I agree. Uh, oh, and another piece we forget about, Jeremy Grant. Obviously, he played really well last year. I think he'll oh, keep yeah. – he'll, he's the number one option there. He's going to be. That's how how about real... him, man? He just flipped a switch. It just Came seemed like nowhere. overnight. It, it's so weird. Same thing with Nikola Jokic, you know? Like, it just seems like he flipped a switch one night, and all of a sudden he was just great. Yep. It's part of being in the NBA, I guess. You got that ability. You can just – you've got the facilities and the whereabouts to just do it. You can just get there if you want. That's true. And so, you know, second pick, we have Houston. And who do you got going there? I have Houston – you know, they need everything, to be honest, except a big. 
Yeah. And really, they need more than one. They can't just have one Christian Wood. I mean, obviously, they need a lot. But I have them taking probably the best available at the point at that point, and that is Jalen Green. Uh, uh, he played at – we got to see him play at Hoop Fest, and he was very impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he went to the G League last year, and I thought that was a good call for him. I think it really helped him, like, hone in his skills better. Like, he didn't seem like a college guy to me, so I thought that was good fit for him. Uh, I'm still a little unsure on how good he'll be in the NBA. I think his build is a little off for his height. But, I mean, Kevin Durant has been really well as somebody that's pretty skinny. So, I mean, I, I think it'll be a good fit for Houston. He can really put the ball in the basket, and that's what they need. They need points. That's all Houston needs at this point. Yeah, six six one eighty. You know, immediately you think of people like Dwayne Wade. I think he was six five, maybe six six, playing the shooting guard. Um, and then you know you can throw out some others if you want. But averaging about eighteen points a game, four rebounds, almost three assists, a pretty well rounded stat sheet for someone who is considered a scorer. And I mean, a lot of scores in this draft. I feel like top heavy is really just scoring based. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and, yeah, I think with these tall guards coming into the draft, it's really going to phase out those uh, those short backcourts like you see in Toronto, for example. I know I'm bringing them up again. Here we go, five minutes in. But uh, Toronto, you know, and we'll get to what I think they might do here in a minute. But, uh, yeah, those short point guards, shooting guard combos, like uh, Portland has it with Dame and CJ, and they can't play a lick of defense. At least Toronto's short guards can play defense. Yeah, I think these tall guards coming into the league is really going to shift how the backcourts are played. I really don't think we're going to be seeing any more uh, double, double-sided double short backcourts when it comes to the point guard and the shooting guard. And I agree. I agree with you. I don't think we will either. And it comes down to, like you said, defense. That was the thing with Toronto. They could defend. Portland can't, and that's why I think they'll probably get rid of CJ. I mean, that's it doesn't they're help they're in Dame. the process of blowing it up. Yep. I, it just... They, you need somebody that is at least 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six at this point. And whether they can defend or not, they can develop that. At least they're long enough to defend somebody at that same position. Yeah. pretty much where it, what it comes down to now. Um, all right, let's move on to Cleveland at number three. I think that they will take Evan Mobley from USC. And I think that because, you know, they've proven their bigs on that team are always expendable. I don't know why, but they'll give up a big for pretty much nothing. And... Obviously, also, Evan Mobley's a great talent. He averaged 16-8 and eight last year. He can shoot the mid-range really well, shoot the three a little bit. He's a very athletic seven-footer, and I really, I mean, I think that Cleveland will move on from Kevin Love as well. So I think Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, like banking on that Cleveland keeps him, keeps Jared Allen, would be a really good uh, front court together. I think that's a very good uh, power forward center duo to have. See, okay, I agree with you on that. I agree that I think they're going to take Evan Mobley out of USC, but... I disagree with pairing him with Jared Allen. I think they trade Jared Allen. And the reason why I think they do that is because his stock is pretty high right now. And looking for athletic centers, there's a lot of teams around the league that could be looking for those athletic centers because those athletic big men are shining through right now. You know, we're kind of phased. We're phasing out the slow big men. I mean, please, by all means, I'm not throwing shade at Nikola Jokic because that man is the MVP. But he's slow, so, you know, he gets a slide. But not everybody can do it like Nikola Jokic. So, I think they're going to take Evan Mobley, and they're going to trade Jared Allen. I saw one trade destination was the Raptors, which I keep up with all Raptors stuff. So, uh, he they were interested in shipping him to the Raptors. They were also interested in shipping him to the Wizards. Now, could that mean Bradley Beal to Cleveland? You never know. Does he want to go there? Probably not. So... You know, you have to decide, but, you know, what you said, pairing Evan Mobley with Jared Allen, that's not a bad play whatsoever. They just have to figure out how to handle their, like, their three situation, their, like, small forward situation, I mean. They can't really get anybody dependable there. Yeah, they've got a Koru, uh, and he's a really good defender. Obviously, he's only going to be going into his sophomore season, so we really don't know what he's got yet. We know he can defend, but his scoring ability is obviously yet to be seen. Yeah, because, Isaac Okoro, he definitely uh, needs to be mentored. And I think he needs to be on the bench for just a couple more years. I think they need they need a very uh they just need a very 
well-rounded small forward to kind of guide that team because you've got youth all around you with Jared Allen, possibly Evan Mobley. You've got Darius Garland. You've got Colin Sexton. You've got Isaac Okoro. Uh, and I just think you need a veteran small forward to pull that team completely together. Who they could go after, no clue. I guess we'll see if they go for it. And, you know, if not, a starting lineup of Garland, or Sexton, Garland, Okoro, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen is not bad. Not bad at all. Will it get you anywhere this year? No, not even close. But if you keep that core five together for three years, yeah, there's a good chance they make the playoffs here in a couple of years. Uh, somebody they could go after would be a Joe Ingles or a Bogdanovich, but I don't know what they would give up because obviously Utah would want championship yeah. role player right now. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want somebody young or somebody they are just dumping. Yeah. So that wouldn't really. And uh, sorry to interrupt you. Sorry to interrupt you, but pre-draft news per Adrian Wojnarowski. I probably butchered that, but uh, Lakers center Montrez Harrell opting into his nine point seven million player million dollar player option for next season. So, he, he was balling. Yeah, he, he might get traded. Might be a nice signing trade. Or, I guess not signing trade, but extending trade, whatever. But, um, also, he was balling in that league. Uh, I forgot what the league was called. Was it Miami League? Mm. Uh, it was a little, like, summer run they were doing. I know Trey Young went off. Uh, but Montrez Harrell, I know y'all saw the videos. He was absolutely killing it in that, uh, in that open run. That was nuts. Demolished a backboard. Absolutely. Yeah. Put it in the grave. Yeah. Montrez is pretty good. I don't know. Excuse me. He's a solid role player. He's a very solid role player. Obviously, the Lakers are blowing up their bench. I don't know why they're giving up on it so fast, but I think he'll probably end up in Sacramento at some point, whether it's tonight or within yes. the next few weeks. Yeah. Hey, dude, as soon as you say that, man. Uh, Lakers are looking to move toward completing a deal to acquire Kings guard Buddy Heald for forward Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrell. Now, yeah, that's, what I thought. that's crazy in, in and of itself because Montrez Harrell is a good player. I think he's better than Buddy Heald. And the fact that you're giving him Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma for Buddy Heald just goes to show how much they really need that role player 3 and D aspect. Mm-hmm. But, it's huge for Los Angeles right yeah. now. I don't, and again, I don't know why they're trying to blow it up so fast. I would have tried to give Kuzma and KCP for Buddy Hield and call it good. I don't know why they'd give Harrell up because that puts them in another hole. Yep. So, I don't know. All right. On to your favorite team, the Toronto Raptors. Yes, I had a tough time with this one because obviously there's the talks of them trading the pick, and really there's not a ton that Toronto needs outside or like inside the draft, but I have them taking Jonathan Kaminga. I think they could probably use a solid small forward power forward off the bench. Uh, you can correct me there if I'm wrong, but I just, from what I do know of their roster, I feel like he'd be a solid help for them outside yeah. of other options they could have there. Yeah, I mean, definitely when you look at guards, you've got four really, you know, studs in, uh, or three, sorry, in Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, and Malachi Flynn. Um, you know, Rodney Hood is a guy that uh might get moved you never know but yeah when it comes to small forward probably our most needed position because i mean we have og and anobi and last year there was a lot of games where he was playing over 40 minutes because i just i guess there's no one else that can fit into his spot so bringing in jonathan kaminga you know he's six seven small forward can score pretty well can rebound pretty well as well and he's six seven so, you know, pairing that with the monsters that are Pascal Siakam and Chris Boucher, and, you know, I'm not going to talk about uh, Aaron Baines because I hope that man gets traded. No offense. No <laughs> offense. Aaron Baines fan club on Twitter. But that man is just not it for us. And I think, yeah, bringing in Jonathan Kaminga, I really hope he's not the answer Masai is, like, hoping for. They really need to bring in some sort of star player veteran yeah some just some sort of veteran yeah you're exactly right and i mean they got gary trent jr at the shooting guard i kind of forgot about him there were four studs i forgot about gary trent jr he's an absolute man 
Uh, but, you know, you, going down the list, you got Kim Birch, who I hope doesn't get very much PT next season. Kim Birch, you're a, you're a good player, but you just don't belong here. Yuta Watanabe, good player. Uh, but I think when it comes to trade assets, you can trade Stanley Johnson, maybe DeAndre Bembry. Um, I think Rodney Hood is definitely on the block. Aaron Baines, uh, Kim Birch, like I said. But I think you just trade that fourth pick because you don't need it. You don't really need it. Getting one of these guys isn't going to make you a championship caliber team. And the Raptors are truly just one leader away from going right back. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they've got Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and OG Ananobi, and Chris Boucher, who all, all five of those players averaged above 16 points a game this season. Unless Chris Boucher dropped off, which I think he might have, actually. He was averaging 16 points with 10 games left in the season. He could have dropped off. I don't know. But but I just really think you trade the pick and one of these guys for a really, really good player on another team. Maybe two of these guys. Like, my opinion is Kyle Lowry in the fourth pick and maybe Rodney Hood for Ben Simmons. That's what I really want to happen. I, I doubt it does. Masai doesn't like to make moves on draft night. We know this. And, you know, if they do end up taking the draft pick, I do think uh, I do think Jonathan Kaminga is going to be the best bet for uh, Yeah, for I, think really, I think really they need Evan Mobley, but I, obviously we have him gone. I think he'll be gone, so... I don't think that's an option, but if if he's there, I would think that that's what Toronto needs for me. They they need a big for the bench more than anything at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, obviously I don't think Mobley will be there, so it's um, a sticky anyone? situation in Toronto, yeah. really. It is. They're in a tough spot. All right, on to number five, Orlando, perennial garbage fire. I have them taking Jalen Suggs. Obviously, they just got Cole Anthony, but they don't really have anything else. They've dumped Vucevic, Jonathan Isaac, because okay, he's still not an all-star like probably they hoped. Aaron Gordon's gone. Like they just need scorers and just good talent, and that's what Jalen Suggs is. I think he would probably fit in with Cole Anthony pretty well. He's a six-four. He's a little bit bigger guard, so I mean they could play together. But at the end of the day, they just need talent, and that's mm-hmm. what they get with Jalen Suggs. And also, if Jalen Suggs doesn't happen to fall and maybe Toronto picks him up because they want to move Lowry or something, Kaminga's not a bad option either. I mean, he fits no, exactly it? into what they need because, I mean, you have Jonathan Isaac playing the four now, I believe, instead of the three. Mm-hmm. So if you have if you have Jonathan Kaminga, you have the two Jonathans side by side. Uh, I think that wouldn't be very bad at all because you get help in rebounding and you also get good scoring. But, yeah, Jalen Suggs... A backcourt combo of Suggs and Cole Anthony, I don't really know how that would work because they're both pretty ball dominant. Be kind of like the, the weird situation we're seeing in Brooklyn with yeah, James uh, Harden they're also and Kyrie. Not, yeah, they're also not very defensive guards either, so it, it might not really work out that well, but I don't really... I feel like it's probably still Orlando's best bet. They can make something work, Yeah, probably. Not yeah, not really much to say about Orlando. Scotty Barnes from Florida State, because I think at this point, obviously rebuild their pick central. They want as many picks as possible to really build it from the ground up, and I think they'll they'll probably just keep going down the list. Uh, they have Darius Baisley, they have Lou Dort, and they have Shea. So why not get Scotty Barnes to fill in the three slash four spot, whichever Baisley doesn't play, and then they're just missing a big. Uh, I didn't like the trade they made with the Celtics. Because they really should have kept Moses Brown. He was really promising, young big for them. He started playing really well. Double-double machine there, a good Uh portion of the season. So I don't know why they did that. And that really made this another tough spot for me to fill on the draft board just because they need a big, and there's not really a bunch of good bigs left after Mobley and Kaminga come off early. A lot of them are big reaches. Technical difficulties there for literally the first few words. He was saying Scotty Barnes is, he's projected to go six to Oklahoma City is uh is what he was saying. Uh, you cut out for just a second, you know. Whatever Got it. happens, virtual. It does. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about is where will they play Kemba? Will they play Kemba at the one and Shea at the two? 
and then Lou Dor at the three, and then Darius Baisley at the four. I'd almost say Kimba off the bench, low key. I know it won't happen, but yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we we can agree on that, but. Obviously, Kemba as a player, he might pull the Carmelo strat and say, I'm not playing if I'm coming off the bench. But you never know. You uh, you almost got to love the future, though, for Oklahoma City. Uh, I mean, Lou Dort, another guy, it just seems like he flipped a switch. And all of a sudden, he's he's a good player. Um, but, you know, we know Shake and Ball. He's an absolute madman. Uh so you have the yeah, he, you have the three headed monster of Shea, Lou Dort, and uh, Darius Baisley right now, and you know you're just always if you want to add pieces to it, that's great. That just makes your uprising and your potential even higher. So, I think Oklahoma City is in a state where they know they know they're not close to being a championship team. They know that they have to ride this wave and they have to build a core. So I think yeah they'll go after Scotty Barnes. And they will try to keep those core four together and really see where that takes them. I agree with you. And they've still got two more picks in this first round. So I've, I've got some more needs they can address there. Yeah. Or so. do they go Do they go super big and trade all three of their first rounders and Kemba for like a Damian Lillard? You know, you never know. Um, or, or trade two of their first rounders like the sixth and the 16th for the third. Try and get Evan Mobley. Try and scoop him up because he's somebody they need too. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Like, That's there's a good true. chance Oklahoma City tries to move up with the collection of picks they have. Yeah. Alrighty, let's move on to number seven, the Golden State Warriors. Somehow, Golden State has made their way into the top ten once again, and I've got them taking James Boonight from UConn. And I personally do not know a lot about him, but I know he averaged eighteen, almost nineteen a game in college. So he's obviously a scorer. And I think that's what they need at this point. Golden State needs another score because you don't know when Clay's going to come back truly healthy. I don't think he will ever. So they need somebody to help Steph Curry out. They need a score. And I think that from what I read about James Bunai and I, looking at his stats, I think he can fill that role. Yeah, I mean, so, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about him either. Um, but I do know stats don't lie, and he's averaging almost 19 points a game with six rebounds, which is pretty good for a 6'5 shooting guard, you know, uh, but in Golden State, it's a weird situation there as well, because you have Steph, you don't really want to trade him, I don't think he really wants to be traded, I think Steph is perfectly content with just being a scary team for the rest of his career, not necessarily like a dynasty or a one seed or a two seed, but like a seven seed or eighth seed that could definitely come in and beat a one or two seed if they weren't careful. And I, I think, you know, with Steph's legacy, you know, he's one of the best point guards of all time, you know. He, he, he doesn't – he is the best shooter of all time, that's for sure. He, I think he's pretty content where his team is at right now and wherever they go with it, uh, wherever they go with it, they're going to be – they're going to be happy. And, you know, they're going to be good. As long as they keep James Wiseman, they pair him with another young pick – like James Boonight, that's that's pretty scary when Steph and Clay end up retiring. Yeah, and Wiggins is coming along well as well at this point. He's really developing his scoring mm. ability, and he's getting a little bit better on defense. He's still not great, but he's coming along slowly but surely. So Wiggins has definitely helped that team out. Um, all right, also, Orlando. Uh, also, hang on, oh. uh, just in, Lakers and Wizards are engaged on a trade that would send Russell Westbrook to L.A., Shams just tweeted that, so. Really? So that's that's going to be huge if that happens. That, that'd be massive. I don't. I don't really know how they could land both Russell Westbrook and Buddy Heald. I get it. Yeah, I, I've, I've battled with that in my head. Westbrook on the Lakers. I don't know how I feel about it because I'm not a huge Westbrook guy, but also Westbrook does, like, he probably won't shoot that much. If he's with the Lakers, because why would he have to? So then he'll just average like twelve points and twenty assists. Like, I mean, it would be good for them. Yeah, I just and you got to think. You know, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are two of the top playmakers in the game right now. Mm-hmm. And so when LeBron has the ball, 
everybody on defense has to be staring at him because they never know what he's going to do. And you can argue the same for Russell Westbrook, just not to the same degree, you know, but you never know when he's yeah. going to drive, when he's going to pull up, when he's going to pass. So I think if you have two people that you constantly have to keep your eyes on because they can literally do anything on the basketball court, then I think that opens up a lot for the other players like Alex Caruso, Anthony Davis, potentially Buddy Heald, KCP. Um, I think it opens up a lot for them. So if they can somehow land Russell to the West or Russell to the Westbrook, Russell to the Lakers, that'd be crazy. Uh, and also, Shams just tweeted. The trade package includes Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, and the number 22 pick in the draft that belongs to the Lakers could be in play too. So looking to give up a lot for Russell Westbrook. Hopefully it pays off for him though, man. I want to see Russell do well. I want to see him win a ring. He's one of the best all-around guards we've ever seen. Undeniably, triple-doubles for three seasons. You just don't do that. And... Yeah, you know, I really I really hope to see him win a championship. I really do. And obviously with that trade package you mentioned, they're pretty much throwing the trade package at the Kings and the trade package at the Wizards and saying, all right, whoever wants it first. Yeah. The only difference is KCP in the pick. But we'll see where that goes over the night. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if a trade gets done for the Lakers by the end of the night, no matter what it is. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we see a lot of trades just, in, like, overall. Um, But, you know, you never know. Yep. All right. Orlando at number eight. Again, best available kind of scenario. They need scoring. So I have them taking Moses Moody out of Arkansas. Solid shooting guard, a little bit of a bigger guard. Uh, I'm almost, I'm pretty positive he can shoot well from the three and get to the bucket pretty well as well. So I I think that's a good pick for them as another spot because that way if you don't want to play Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs together, you've got Moody to come in and play with either one of those roles off the bench or starting. Yeah, you know, um, but I think I'm going to drop down a little bit on your prospect list here. I see Kai Jones at number 12. He's someone that can move up because he's a good defender, 6'11 center. He would essentially round out that team in terms of what they need because Cole Anthony can play some defense. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say he's elite, but he's definitely not a slouch on defense. Um... And then you have Jonathan Isaac, who is, you know, potential potential to be DPOY here in a couple of years. You know, he really just shows that he does have the grace to be a very good defender in this league. And I think you pair that with another defender protecting your rim, pause, then um, you, you've got Cole Anthony, and you've got potentially who they're going to get in, who did you say, Jalen Suggs, yes? And I think that's just a nice yeah. balance of offense and defense. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't disagree with that. I, th- I think that uh, after the first five picks, the draft can really shake up. Out Like, I have that prospects list above this. I think that it can go really deep, and people can move a lot higher than they're rated. And I got this, by the way, I got this prospect list from NBADraft.net. So, obviously, it could be rated different than other places. Mm-hmm. So, that's just what we're working with. And, again, I think that this draft is deep in a way – after five or six, because then there's just a lot of, there could be a lot of fluctuation in where everybody goes. It, it really comes down to team needs at this point. Like, it, like I don't think talent is, that, is as important for most of these teams in this draft. Yeah, and, you know, the sad part about it is this draft class is extremely top-heavy. So once we get out of the top 10, top maybe 12, maybe even out of the lottery, I really feel like it's really just you got to go with your gut whoever you think, you know what I mean? We don't know how these players are going to play. You know, we have a good idea with the top players in the draft, but these mid-pack guys and late first-round guys all the way down to 45, we don't really know what they're going to do. We don't know if their game can translate. I think it'll be... It has the chance to be very similar to last year's draft. Nobody expected much out of them, and they ended up being really solid, and a lot of players that nobody expected a lot out of played really big roles on their teams. Even though they were bad teams, they still contributed and helped that team out in some way. Mm, that's true. And, I mean, there's really no way to know, but no, I, I do think that, you know, outside this top four team, there's really not much to be said about a lot of these guys. No, there, no there's not. All right. 
back to onto the team we've talked about a good bit here, Sacramento. I yep. think that they are in a spot where obviously they're not a good team, but outside of young players, they don't need a lot. They really need veterans. Mm. So when it comes to the draft, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to trade this pick maybe. But I think if they're drafting it, I think they'll go Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner's little brother. I think that he is a very solid small forward, power forward combo. He can shoot the three. He's athletic. He's quick. Um, and he kind of fills a little bit of a hole for them because obviously Marvin Bagley is probably out of there, has not worked out for them. That experiment is uh, a failure. So I think that... Probably over. Yeah, I, I think that Franz Wagner is a good pick for them there. He, he fills a hole, and he can be solid for them. Like, especially if they dump Buddy Hield, they're going to need a shooter to fill Buddy Hield's void. Yeah, and I mean, Mo Wagner, obviously, you know, not a great NBA player, but he fit his role, and he fit his spot. So I think there's a lot of information he's probably passed down to his brother, a lot of training that they've done to prepare him for the NBA. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt if he came in hot, maybe not necessarily consistent, but I think he definitely will turn a few heads in the first half of the season before he kind of mellows out and fits into his role. And yeah, he really has a different play style than his brother too. His brother is obviously more of a big, he's taller. Yeah. But Franz has more of a guard mentality, I feel like, after watching a few of his games at Michigan. So I think that he he could definitely have more of an impact early than mm-hmm. Mo did when he got drafted. Yeah. Oh. The Pelicans have just they just got Jonas Valanciunas, obviously, to make room for a sign of Lonzo. I still don't know if that'll get done. So in the chance that it does not. I have them taking Josh Giddy, Australian point guard, six eight. Uh, doesn't Australian score point guard? That's tall. No way, dude. Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, he doesn't score a ton over in the Australian league. He averages ten, but he averages seven point or seven boards and seven assists. So he's a do it all kind of what guy. What is up with the Australian point guards and their stat sheet stuffing ability? Don't know. Hopefully, this one can shoot a little better than the other one. We know. Yeah, true, but hey, Ben Simmons, if you're listening, please, I still want you to go to the Toronto. But yeah, I think I think Giddy could fill a a role for them. Even and if they even if they keep Lonzo, they've dealt their butt, so they still need a backup point guard. I think Giddy is perfect for that. And obviously, he's six eight. He can play the two or the three as well. They they can really mix up the lineup with him. Oh yeah, definitely. And New Orleans is still in like a limbo. We don't they don't know what they are, and they still have. And they don't know what they're gonna be. No, they because don't. they they don't know it. they don't know if they're gonna have to ship Zion out. They don't know if they're gonna have to ship Lonzo out. They don't know if they're gonna have to ship their supporting cast out. Jackson Hayes literally just got arrested last night, so <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen with him. E, I highly doubt Jackson Hayes plays this next season, so you never know. Yeah. You never know. All right, on to Charlotte. Uh, I have them taking Kai Jones, a name you mentioned earlier for Orlando. He could climb up. You never know. Uh, but I think Charlotte, they don't obviously they don't need guards. They have plenty. Don't really need small forwards or power forwards. So I'd have them taking Kai Jones because their only center is uh, Cody Zeller. Oh, I thought they had Hernan Gomez. Oh, they do have Hernan Gomez. He's not somebody I love either, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not confident in their center position. They drafted Nick Richards and Vernon Carey last year. So I could see them going center again because obviously those two didn't get a lot of playing time, and I feel like they're still trying to find their bench center and somebody to take Cody Zeller's role when he retires since he's getting into his 30s now. Definitely. Well, I think that fits there, and if Kai Jones is gone, I still expect them to probably reach on a big somewhere. Yeah. So. uh, Yeah, really. On to San Antonio. I've got them taking Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga. Let me fact check that real quick. I'm nervous that I did not check it earlier. Hold on. Well, I yeah, he went to, yeah, he I went mean, to Gonzaga. Yeah. But he averaged 18. San Antonio needs a shooting guard that can score after they've gotten rid of Brent Forbes off their bench. And Derek White needs somebody to run with when he comes off the bench. So I think that Corey Kispert's ideal for them. They don't really need bigs. Yeah, um, and you never know. They might be blowing it up and getting rid of DeRozan. You know, there was a lot of talks about DeRozan going to Los Angeles. We don't know if that's going to happen now with the stuff we've read on the show here today. But in the event that DeMar DeRozan is gone, they do need somebody to fill that small forward void, even though DeMar mm-hmm. is really playing power forward a lot nowadays, which I hate. I absolutely hate it. But, yeah. but you know... Uh, Unfortunately, they have to blow it up. 
I think. I think they have to go into a rebuild mode. They can keep their players they have. I think they just have to blow up this whole trying to make the playoffs because they have Popovich thing, or they had Popovich, you know, you never know where, what he's going to do. And, uh, I, yeah, I I just really, I really don't see him taking anybody other than Corey Kispert, to be honest with you. Yeah, they could also, like I have Indiana taking Keon Johnson right here at uh, 13. He could slip up to 12. Or I, I don't know. There's there's several ways and San Antonio can go. I just think they need guard. And, I think... and uh, this just in from Woj, Woj Bomb. Lakers are near a deal to acquire Washington's Russell Westbrook for Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell Pope at a 2021 first round pick. All right, so that 22nd pick for the Lakers. Now, now the Wizards. Yeah, my potentially, potentially. Potentially, yeah. but you know. Anyway, yeah, like I said, Indiana. Yeah. Keon Johnson. Don't know much about Keon Johnson. Uh, I, again, Indiana's another team that doesn't need a ton from the draft, so I think they just take best available player that can maybe fill a a bench spot for them and get seven to eight points here and there. And I think Keon Johnson can do that from what little I do know of him. And it's it again, it's tough for these teams right here, thirteen through seventeen, because. Like we said, the draft isn't super promising to the eye, and it just these teams are all need based now. It's it's I don't know. It was tough for me to really get into. Yeah, really. Uh, you know, if you're down to just rapid fire these, the last of these, because um, I mean, outside the lottery, there's really there's really nothing that really stands out to me except 23 Houston taking AO. They got Dasunmu. back to back right there. Yeah, they got back to back right there. Ayo Dusunmu, I have watched his highlights. He is an absolute bucket. He is an absolute score. Now, will that translate to the NBA? We never know, but that guy is the real deal. 6'5 point guard, shooting guard, just shy of 200 pounds. Averaging 20 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. He can do it all. And he's, uh, you know, like I just think if I had to pick a late first to, you know, really turn and have the most upside and really just turn a lot of heads it would have to be Ayo Dosunmu or Trey Mann uh Trey Mann is an absolute bucket we all know this yeah um but you know looking down on this list you know we didn't go over Golden State's pick for the last of the lottery Trey Murphy out of Virginia I I don't know a lot about him but small forward power forward to back up Boogie or not Boogie sorry Wiggs yeah and uh I, th- I think that's a good call for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. here, I'm going to go through the rest of these picks pretty quick, except I want to talk about Oklahoma City at 16-18 and then Houston at 23-24. Otherwise, we'll probably run through them pretty quick here if that's good with you. Let's go with me. All right, 15, Washington, Davion Mitchell, Baylor, national champion, point guard. Obviously, Westbrook's about to be out of there, and they needed to back a point guard anyway, so perfect pick for them now. Fits right in. Obviously, they're going to need a point guard. So, and that wouldn't surprise me if they try and swindle Schroeder in either from the Lakers because he's probably not getting signed back. So, I think Washington, obvious point guard. Uh, now, on to 16, Oklahoma City. Uh, again, they're young, and they're trying to fill a – they're pretty much trying to get a whole roster of 25-year-olds and under. And I don't think that's a bad thing at this point. Mm-hmm. So, I have them taking Jalen Johnson from Duke. Average 12 a game, six boards. I think he also fits in with the Scotty Barnes role to fill in where Darius Baisley isn't on the floor as far as small forward, power forward. I think that that could be a big help for them. And I don't know. I just, I know Jalen Johnson has a rough past with Duke kind of giving up on him, but I think that's a good spot for him to go to Oklahoma city. For sure. All right. Memphis. I've got Zaire Williams. He is a solid scoring guard from Stanford. Um, I know that I've read he wants to go to New York. But I think that he'll get drafted before then because Memphis needs another guard. Unless I'm forgetting a shooting guard that can score off the top of my head. They don't really Dylan have Brooks. one. Good. What do they have some they don't have anything on the bench though, right? Uh, Is that right? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so they they need scoring off the bench. I think that's yeah, that's that's what my pick was from. Thanks for the Dylan Brooks reminder. Yeah, they need bench, so I, that's why I have him there. 
Um, and now another pick I wanted to talk about with you here, 18 for Oklahoma City. Now I've got them taking Charles Bassey from Western. He averaged 17 and 11 last year. I know obviously Western's in a slightly weaker conference, but in the games I watched, he was just dominant. Like He was probably one of the more dominant bigs I watched in college basketball last year. And the fact that he's falling into the late teens, 20s for me is absurd. I think he is that big that I was talking about that Oklahoma City needs. I think he'd be perfect. Uh-huh. He He's athletic. He's quick. I mean, he is just a double-double machine. So I think he's perfect. I don't know if you've watched any of his highlights before. I have not. You need to. He is. He's. He's. I think he'll be a very good NBA power forward center. All right. Real quick, rattling off New York. I've got Josh Primo from Alabama. Don't know much about him. I don't think he played a huge role for Alabama last year. Uh, yeah, he did not. Eight points, three boards. Um, I just think that New York is in a state where they need guards, so they're going to take the best one they can get at the time. Because uh, obviously they are forward heavy. We're oh, all year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all right, on to Atlanta. They're in a spot where they could really trade this pick, to be honest with you, for I don't know what. They really don't need anything. They don't. They don't even need really a veteran presence either. They could really trade this pick for cash considerations or something at this point. So, I just have them taking Alperin Singoon, who I think is best available at this point. Turkey player, average 19 and 9 over there. More of I think he plays more of a bigger style, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not for sure. I don't know much about him. But just based off his positioning and his numbers, I think I think he'll be he could be a solid power forward slot in for them. Cause I also think Onyeka, his health is gonna be a problem. I don't trust him. Yes, unfortunately. Very unfortunately. So I think that's another reason they take Alperin here. It will just kind of give him a plan B if Onyeka's health really give an is insurance a problem policy. Like thing. Yep. An insurance policy. That's a perfect word for him. All right, New York, again here real quick. I have them taking Chris Duarte. I don't know much about him. Solid score from Oregon. Uh, again, they just need guards, so I just have them taking best guards I can get at the time. Average 17 last year, so that's really solid on a team that I think made the tournament in Oregon. So I, I think that's somebody that New York needs. Uh-huh. Uh, on to the Lakers pick, Miles McBride from West Virginia. Another solid guard because obviously the Lakers need a point guard, but they might get one tonight. So. so that might be going to Washington. So where Washington goes with that pick, if they do end up getting it, I, I don't really know. Yeah, probably point guard again, honestly. Yeah, true. Uh, and that's where, like you said, AO. I could see the Lakers or Washington taking AO, but personally I moved him down because I think that Houston like, is a really good fit for him. Because John Wall is, I think John Wall could help him, but John Wall's obviously not there for the long haul. They're not building around John Wall Mm-mm. by any means. No, so and I, I think, think pairing him with KPJ would be very good as well. Yes, I forgot about KPJ, and I can't believe I did. Great reminder, AO would be great there with him, I think. And you've got Christian Wood. You can all, you, like he, like being a young point guard in Houston would be good because you've always got a backup plan down low. Yeah, like you've I got agree. somebody you can feed the ball ball to and not have to fear essentially uh-huh. and houston had jay sean tate who turned out to be a really solid rookie as very well, I think. solid very so solid I, I think this draft is really important for houston so if they can get Jalen green get ao here and then cam thomas another great score from lsu average 23 last year i think yeah i like i think if houston lands those three picks for example i think they're in a very good spot for the future almost in good of in as good of a spot as okc i would say uh-huh. Since they do have the Christian Wood, compared to OKC not having that, so it's just my take on that. Um, all right, Clippers, Nation Highland. Don't know anything about him. Just know his numbers. I think that the Clippers kind of are missing a guard because they traded Shamit. They don't trust Luke Kennard, so I just I think Nation Highland fits. Average nineteen last year for VCU. And again, Clippers are a championship team. They're not worried about the draft. They're going to take best available player and just let them run the summer league and see what happens. Yep. Uh, Denver, I have them uh, reaching a little bit on BJ Boston because obviously they've gotten rid of uh, Gary Harris and Torrey Craig, so they're kind of in a small forward lull. Not really in a bad way, but they kind of need 
an extra one, you know? Like, they mm-hmm. were very forward-heavy for a while, and now they're not. So I think I think he fits there again. BJ didn't show a lot of greatness last year at UK, so it could be a reach, but I don't know where else they would really go for the pick if they're, not, if they're keeping it. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, really... Once you get down, once you get down this far, it's really just like eye test stuff. It's what you see that you like in players, and you kind of you kind of scrap the numbers. You just kind of see what you can go with when when it comes to how they play when you look at them. Yep. But all right, Brooklyn, same scenario as Denver. Championship team don't need a lot. They're just gonna get somebody that can run wild in summer league and sit on the bench the whole year. So I have them taking Trey Mann. Obviously, Trey Mann is a really good player. You know, he could end up taking that backup point guard role for Brooklyn, I think. Because, I mean, what, they have Tyler Johnson and Shamit. I mean, that's not really exciting. Huh? Dinwiddie. I think he's gone, personally. Yeah. There's a good good chance, yeah. Yeah, And even if he's not gone, can he stay healthy? I think he can. Uh, I don't... Correct me if I'm wrong. He hasn't had a ton of injury problems outside of the... ACL though. I yeah, think. but it's an ACL, man. It is. I agree, but I don't. I don't know. I think the ACLs aren't as bad as they used to be. I think the rehab time is so drawn out now that everybody's always pretty good to go. Yeah. So I trust. Yeah, I fair. trust that he can stay healthy. That's fair. But yeah, I think again, I think Spencer's probably gone. But so I think Trey Man fits, and again, that we're getting into stuff that these teams don't really need. They'll just take it. Yeah. And probably there's a good chance 25 through 30, those picks all get traded. There's a really good chance of that. Yeah. Because that's, that's all championship teams right there. Mm-hmm. All righty. Philadelphia. Yeah. Very good chance Philly gets rid of this pick tonight. They've been on the block trying to move Ben Simmons. Good chance this pick is gone. But I, I have been I taking... saw from a source on Twitter that Ben Simmons was going to be gone before the end of the draft tonight. Ooh. But I'd like to see it. How reliable is that source? You never know. You never do know. And like like we, like we I said to you off the show, and I'll say it again, there's always this rumor of trading early picks, and it never happens. So I do not have a good feeling that it'll happen, but I would love it. I, I love when stuff gets shaken up like that. So mm-hmm. I would love if that happened. Yep. But we'll see. But I have them taking Isaiah Todd, big man from the G League, had a really solid G League campaign with the G League Ignite this year. I think that uh, Philadelphia still needs a bench big, if I'm not mistaken. Like, Joel can't – Joel is obviously very good, but I don't think Joel needs to be playing 45 minutes every night or however many it was. It seemed like it was that many. It seemed like he was playing the whole game, and I don't think they need yeah. him doing that at this point. And, it's I gonna, mean, really, when you look at their team, sorry for interrupting, you really only have Dwight Howard, um, Anthony Tolliver. Gross. I didn't even know he was still in the league, I'll be honest. You have Mike Scott, who, you know, fits into his role well, but – at they the quit playing him for Tolliver. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's Mike Scott. So, so yeah, I think I think they need somebody young to come in and kind of give Joel some breathers sometime. And mm-hmm. that's Philly. Philly needs to figure something out because they can't really draft, and their signings haven't worked out so well either. So they better they got to get something going because they have a lot of talent for not having made the finals yet. Yep, I All agree right. with that. Yep. Phoenix, a little bit of a reach here. Isaiah Jackson from Kentucky. Trying, I was trying to think of what they need, and they need a big off the bench. Obviously, you kind of know that we kind of noticed that in the finals. It's just all small forwards and campaign out there. Yeah. Like that. And Dario's down for the year now. I mean, he tore his ACL three yeah. weeks ago, so he's done. Yeah. He's done. So, that, that's tough for Dario Sarge, man. Good player. Yep. So, yeah, I think they'll have to reach a little bit on Isaiah Jackson here and just get somebody that can get some boards and play some good minutes for him and give DeAndre Ayton a breather every once in a while. Yep. And on the last pick here, Utah Jazz. I have them taking Jared Butler out of Baylor. Solid two guard. I have heard of this guy. I have heard of this guy. Yep. Again, another national champion, just like Davion Mitchell. Yep. He's a solid player, solid guard. I think that Utah could use that, especially with them shopping – Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles, they're going to need scoring if they get rid of both of them, perhaps. I think it's possible they do. So, yeah. That's about all I've got on the draft. You got any more thoughts here? I really don't. You know, I, I said everything I thought about when it came to those top picks. But, you know, when you get down that low, you know, does it really matter? To some teams, maybe. 
but to most teams, probably not. So, yeah, guys, that's our review of the draft. Uh, I'm glad we got to sit here and go through a trade um, with the whole uh, Russell Westbrook potentially probably going to L.A. That's Seems nuts. like it's pretty close now. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, Woj just tweeted that this is a trade Washington wants to make with Bradley Beal in mind, creating some salary cap flexibility for the future to add talent around him. So I guess Bradley Beal is not leaving Washington. I guess he is not. I don't know how I feel about that, but I've got a word here. Uh, some of you probably don't know. Mac knows. Quinn, the uh, boss man, as he hates to be called, runs a backyard golf tournament. And he has let me know that Press Breaker is the official sponsor of Hole 11 this weekend at the BGA. Nice, nice, nice. So we are, we are a sponsor for Hole 11 at yeah. the Backyard Golf Tournament yeah. this weekend. Make sure to tune into that. I'm sure there's going to be dope coverage for that, guys. But There should be a lot, yes. But anyway, guys, that is about it for us for this fourth episode, one month into the Press Breaker podcast. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed the thoughts. Make sure to tag us on Twitter with anything that you might see that we might want to see as well when it comes to draft night or free agency. Or if you just have a question for us or have a topic you want us to add to a podcast, uh, yeah, make sure you uh, go subscribe to All You Need to Know, all the socials, uh, the show where you talk about everything you learn about nothing. Follow me on the socials, at ArsonXL on Twitter, uh, at ArsonXL on TikTok as well. I've been doing some TikTok stuff. The TikTok's been popping off for you. I've noticed. I like it. TikTok's been kind of popping off, man. If you like gaming stuff, then follow me those places. If you like basketball stuff, too, I talk about basketball on Twitter. Uh, Follow Garrett. I don't really know his socials. He won't say it. I think Twitter is Garrett underscore underscore Howell underscore. And, you know, just keep keeping up with the press breaker Twitter. We'll try and get more into that. I know we're we sl- mostly me. I slack a little bit on it. I'll get better at it. Uh, and hopefully this next week we'll get free agency going, and then we'll start our free agency series that we've got planned. I'm really excited for that. I know Mac is as well. Yeah, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of stuff planned here for the off season. Yep. I'm very excited for where we're able to take it. Yeah, the content we're gonna have in the off season is gonna be pretty good. I think. I hope you guys enjoy it, and make sure to tune in next Friday for our post-draft showdown, or shakedown, I mean, and uh, we'll be talking about free agency stuff, and we'll be talking about off-season teams that need to, you know, turn things around and maybe become a playoff contender. Anyway, guys, stay safe. Hope you enjoyed, and we will see you guys next week.